0: You're listening to Magrito Podcast Network. Celebrating the culture of Chicanos and Latinos one story and voice at a time. Connect on social on Instagram and Facebook at Magrito. Find all the Magrito Podcast Network shows over at Magrito.net.
1: And gentlemen and loli. Welcome to another episode of the Emo Brown Podcast. Brought to you by the one year in Operation Dispensary Legal. Grasshopper for all your medicinal recreational cannabis needs. You know the deal. Show up, drop that card, make sure it's not a fayuca card. We're getting complaints of still those plastic cards are making an appearance. Careful. Today, a man who needs no introduction, but we're gonna do it anyway because we don't have video, simply audio. Ladies and gentlemen, Daryl Roberts. Jesus Christ, man, you're like the big whale that I've been trying to land for a while, then all of a sudden, here you are in front of me, ready to shoot the shit. Simply not true. Daryl Roberts, who are you? Why are you here? Well, Steve, we are uh, long-standing friends now for several years. Weird, I made a lot of friends in high spaces when we opened the business here on 3rd Avenue.
0: You know, we were, um, I think, probably more excited than you
1: were Go ahead. when you guys opened up. Yeah, because you weren't in the fucking position of opening this place up and having to deal with
0: all the obstacles and the pitfalls, and oh my god. No, we just uh, liked punk rock music. Boom, those we- rowdies. Yeah, and uh, we were waiting hmm. for your business to open up on 3rd. For I many know. years. <laughs> a year and a half, bro. It <laughs> took like 16 <laughs> months for us to think, to open
1: this thing up, hey, but we're here. We're here. And we ain't going nowhere. Sir. Daryl Roberts, Chula Vista's favorite son. Ah. Well, we'll, well, we'll touch on that a little bit later as the highest ranking Mexican Lieutenant David Oyles <laughs> chimed in and made sure I got a question in on you. But tell me a little bit about yourself, Mr. Daryl Roberts. Where are you from?
0: What do you currently do? It's a good question there, uh, Steve-O. Uh, Daryl Roberts, I'm from Chula Vista. I was actually born on the 600 block of Chula Vista Street. Uh, El Rey de Chula Vista. Yeah, product of uh, of our neighborhood and our community. Uh, went through uh, Feaster Elementary School, Chula Middle. Nice, and then uh, graduated from the uh, home of the Campeones. Vanida Vista. No. Oh, Chula Vista. Ciao, perdon, perdon, perdon. It's for the it's real legends. Mistaken. Um, yeah, uh, married, two kids. Um, you know, it's just super busy right now in the fire service. So you're a fireman. Correct. All right. yes. See, people don't know. We're, we're introducing you. Okay. you. You can't All be right. jumping the gun here, Roberts. Well, uh, so let me go back. Kind oh. of the, you know, uh, Fire service is a huge part of my life um, and my family's life, and it has been that way for years. Uh, 16 years old. Uh, I'm actually pumping gas at 3rd and L Street, and a firefighter comes through. and 3rd um, and L. 3rd and L. Mobile. Thir- mobile and, um, oh, I was going to say, yeah. Yes. All right. So back in, uh, gosh, this was- That's the- when the taco, the taco truck is at. It is right yeah, there. Yes, perfect. yeah, right in front. Um, so I'm pumping gas there and uh, a local firefighter comes through. He's got his gear in the back and he starts talking about the fire service and, um, and how exciting it was. Um, I felt like he was giving back to the neighborhood. And I thought, man, this, this young man doesn't seem that much older than me at the time. He's probably in his you know, early 20s maybe. Um, and we start having a conversation. I said, well, what do you do? How do you get involved? And uh, he says, hey, there's a program. It's called the Chula Vista Fire Explorer Program. right, okay. And it targets young men and women- Listen up, kids. Ages 16 to 21. And uh, I said, well, where do I go? What do I do? Hey, report to Station 1, 447 S Street. Talk to this captain. Tell him that you're interested, and uh, we'll see how it goes. Does that still
1: exist? Is that a program that currently exists?
0: (laughs) It still exists. It's all. And it is the roadmap. It's the blueprint. It's the highway to getting young men and women in the fire service. Period. Hands down. 80 to 90% of the people that come out of that program end up being firefighters, being paramedics, getting involved in public safety and- In um, some
1: way, shape or form.
0: Yes, yeah. All right. Whether, you know, end up being dispatchers, uh, it it just opens the door in the culture of the fire service. And um, after that meeting, I never looked back. It took some time though. It was competitive at that time to get into the Explorer program at the age of 16. I remember taking a written test, doing a physical agility, thought, oh man, this is- about 50 people here. So that's why it's 16
1: to 21 because at 43, I'm 43 now. I can't get in there. Oh, you not in the Explorers, but we can
0: take you on the force. I'm ready, bro. Come on. Go ahead. Put the application. En serio? I'm ready, bro. Career change. Let's do it. All right. We got you. Uh, Yeah. So once I started the Explore program, um, never looked back. There was only one thing that I wanted to do professionally in my life, and and that was fight fire. But specifically, I wanted to be a firefighter in my backyard Mm. in the city of Chula Vista. That meant a lot to me. Um, and, uh, yeah, this city has, has, has provided for for me and my family and it's just given us uh, a lot of opportunities and you kind of get the key to the city, meaning you're seeing all that is great as a firefighter, um, and as a paramedic in our city, um, and you're seeing all the awful things that also happen, um, in our backyard. Uh, and it's just, it's just a, it's just a, an opportunity as, as a firefighter to, to be there when it's good and be there when it's bad. But at the end of the day, you're always there to help. And that's the beautiful part of being a firefighter. You're simply there to help people. We do our job. We try to minimize loss if it's a fire. Um, we try to bring people back to life, deliver a baby, cut people out of cars. Many
1: hats when you're in the fire vaccines, department. Deliver vaccines, yeah. door-to-door.
0: I mean, it is a, um, it's a job that you never know what you're going to get into that day. So that's why it's very exciting, especially for, for young men and women to get in the job. Uh, it's an incredible opportunity to do some good. So what age did you actually become a full-fledged fire fighter? So, so yeah, at the age of 19, I, okay. I, I took the test uh, for the city of Chula Vista and I was already at that time, you explore for a couple of years. And um, I didn't make the cut in the city of Chula Vista. And I was, you did or you didn't? I did not. Este, what? What? Yeah, man, it was... Uh, it was Pero eres el rey del South Bay. Ooh, devastating, mm. you know, because that's all I was focused on. I mean, I I just, that was all that I wanted to do. And, uh, and getting that letter, man, talk about a setback. But, you know, it's, it's, it's water under as the bridge. As now. is life. As is life, yeah. Um, about a year later, the city of Coronado uh, called and offered me a firefighter spot. So I went to the, to, went to the island, uh, worked for Coronado for a little bit, um, and offered a, got offered a position in the city of San Diego as a single role EMT on the okay. ambulance. And then the following year, I came home. And at the age of 22, I was back in my backyard handling. You hand, never hand. left since then? No. How old are you now? I'm 44. 44.
1: Yeah. All right. So quick math. 20, 20. You've been in the forest for 23 years. Correct. Jesus Christ, yeah. bro. Yeah. been a long time. Long you time. love it all. Oh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. What are some of the things that you view as a firefighter? fighter? Because, I mean, we've had one of our mutual friends, David Oyos, and I've asked him the same question. What kind of a pushback or reception or do you get being in- and these kinds of services, fire department, EMTs, ambulance, uh, police, todo, todo el pedo. We're yeah. a small, tight-knit community. We're huge. It's a huge pr- footprint that yeah. Chula Vista casts, but we're pretty small, small-town mentality, kind of.
0: Yeah, we still got that kind of small-town feeling. That I think that's the beauty of our city, right? We're on we're on the verge of an exploding uh, population, you know, from the Bayfront, University, all the things that we've been discussing for years, if not decades. Um, it, it's It's right around the corner. I think we all can feel it. And uh to to be in public safety in our city, you know, you gotta think we have about three hundred thousand people. And um when people call nine one one, it truly is the worst day of their life, right? When you think about calling nine one one, you've you've kind of ran out of options, right? That's it. Yeah, that's it. You know, there's 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 somebody, a lifeline out there. And it's the men and women of the fire department. Yeah.
1: and and if you're Mexican, you already went through the Carlos de Res. You went through the Vicks Vapor Rub. You've gone through the fucking Seven, 7 up, up, El Picot, yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah, you know, you lit a candle. You did it all. You put a web on your chest, whatever. Oh. Then it's like shit, Abuelita, pues ya no sé qué hacer. Mi hijo, nine one one. And then that's when Daryl Roberts and, and comes. Vámonos,
0: let's yeah. go. So you think about the 300,000 people that live in our city. We had about 30,000 calls, just a shy, a little bit shy of that. Uh, Last year, our call volume has been exploding.
1: 30,000 throughout the year.
0: 30,000. That's a lot, right? It's a lot. Jesus. But but you think about the total population, right? 300,000 people. Shoot, that's only 10% that are using Mm -hmm. our services. But that's 10% of those people's worst day of their life. Yeah. And that's a lot of people. 30,000 incidents is a lot of people. And you think about the large scale incidents that we've had, you know, fires that have been devastating in our own backyard right? We, we've had some, oh, we've had, we've some. definitely we had, had some, definitely had some. I've been evacuated. Correct. Yeah. When yeah. we were in Eastlake, I mean,
1: we, we lived through those fires.
0: Right. So, um, you know, I think there's a, there's a, some people that actually have, have received our services really understand, you know, just how awesome the men and women of this fire department are. Uh, we're, we're able to get inside your house, whether it's a medical emergency, our firefighter paramedics and EMTs, have just about every piece of equipment that you would find in an emergency room, minus, you know, we don't do x rays, we don't do any of that elaborate stuff, but we can treat you for any medical emergency right in your front yard, right inside your home, you know, upside down in a vehicle. The men and women of this fire department are coming to get you. Oh, yeah. And it's, uh, it's really an amazing, it's a beautiful thing that we know in our country, literally, but in our own backyard, we have men and women that are willing to risk everything to ensure that you and your family remain safe. And and that's what truly it means to be a firefighter. And for our paramedics and EMTs that do it every day, um, you know, we just tip the cap to them. You you have a big head already. I don't want to
1: inflate it anymore. It's a beautiful story. I I know all of these things are true. You are pretty much the voice and the face of Chula Vista firefighters. I've known, you know, I mean, how do I know this? Because I've received- Freaking correspondence in the mail telling me that hey, I'm Daryl Roberts. I'm the face of Chula Vista firefighters. I've gotten, co- I've seen you on <laughs> on on commercials on TV where you came over one time and my abuelita was visiting. He's like, "Mijo, era el de la comercial." <laughs> and I was like, "Si, sí, es And I was like, "Geez, what is your current role? How did you elevate to that level? How are you the face of like Chula Vista firefighters and everything that is involved under those services?" Felicidades, that's awesome, bro. I mean, like, I I tell you, 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 I've been trying to get you on this pinchy podcast. At least a year, you've probably been, longer. You've been very busy. It, me, yeah. I want to get into your busyness and then every, everywhere you've been and how you got to where you are. But what is your current role right now with the Trulvis of Firefighters? Tell me a little about the union and everything else that you're entangled in.
0: Yeah, so, um, you know, today I'm here as as Gerald Roberts, the kid. Here the we go, right? here very we very go. Um, but I serve, my official role in the fire department is a battalion chief. Battalion chief, battalion what, is, chief. what does that entail? What is that all about? So a battalion chief is, is a... Um, is a, basically you're a field leader, leader uh, amongst the troops with, uh, with the men and women that are serving each day. Currently I'm assigned uh, to EMS, which is emergency medical services, where I'm um, basically every day we have ambulances throughout our city and an IB in Bonita. And I'm just making sure that that when somebody calls 911, we get an ambulance, there timely and ensuring that the men and women that are doing that work, get what they need to make sure that you know, they move on to the it's next a responsibility. day. A lot of responsibilities, but you know we still go to fires. We still go to emergency incidents. Um, so battalion chief, we have three each day, you know, one's, um, uh, on the Eastern part of town, one in the West right here, uh, you know, that protects your, your business and your family. Um, and then, you know, we have the fire stations, which is, which is 10. And so in each fire station, we'll have firefighters, both EMTs and paramedics. Uh, we have an engineer that's a person that drives. So you, you can have men and women that, that drive the fire engine, their title is engineer. And then you have a captain, um, who our good friend, Andy Wilson, right? He's a fire captain, um, that controls or, or really um, manages the day to day operation of that specific crew. So you really get to be tight knit when when you're amongst that crew of four firefighters each day. On it's a brotherhood almost. Oh yeah, it's, it's
1: like a. You, well, you guys live correct. at your stations.
0: How long at a time? Well, right now, like it, it, it's weird to think about this, but we're working words of upwards hundred hours a week. Oh wow, a week right? So a forty hour work week is the standard. You laugh at it. Um, yeah. I mean, most of our folks are are working days, if not weeks on end. Um, we just had four brothers um, deployed to uh, New Mexico as of two days ago. Right. Is that a normal move? I know you've talked about it in the past with me,
1: just kind of shooting it over like, Hey man, we've got fires that we're battling in Northern California. Half of my squad is up there.
0: Yeah. It's, um you know, in California and, and in the West, you know, we're, we're seeing these massive, they're you know, calling them mega fires where um, it takes thousands of firefighters, thousands of resources to put these fires out. And so um, we have a couple engines that are state resources, and they get called anywhere really? to go and help. And if you're assigned there, you're going. And that's and that's the that's the mission. You will be deployed anywhere upwards of twenty one days. And normally about fourteen days because of the work they're in the situations that they're in, they try to get them home. Um, and so that's next level fires.
1: Those are like, oh yeah, that's Devcom one. We we need to call
0: all hands on deck. Come and help us. Correct. Yeah. And then we call them strike teams where we send, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's five engines with four firefighters on each end. And they're from all over the County. Mm -hmm. Um, we have from San Diego city to San Miguel to El Cajon, Lakeside, National City. Everybody's going in support, um, of these large scale incidents. Something happens in San Diego going back to 2003, you know, the Cedar fire, uh, we had, fire engines. I remember seeing the city of San Francisco fire engines rolling in our backyard because it needed that many firefighters to handle these fires that are just burning weeks on end. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I was, I was a captain for uh, about eight and a half years and then promoted to battalion chief. How'd you like that experience of being a captain? Oh, I loved it. Yeah. I absolutely loved it. Um, it, uh, to me, it was one of uh, the best positions in the fire service. I was a captain on an engine company, a ladder truck, and our, our type one heavy rescue, which which basically means you're a rolling toolbox yeah. and you're going to any technical rescue, you know, basically in the South Bay or in the county. So we have a lot of um, technical rescue incidents that happen at the border, whether um, people are, you know, submerged underneath the water in the storm drains, hanging from the fence. We see that very see often. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. And it's... Um, you know, when you, when you talk about it, you start to kind of get the slideshow in your head of all the mm, things that you've things seen, seen. seen. Yeah, and you know, you get everything from the smells, the tastes, um, and obviously the visual components. So it's um, it's an incredible um, position in, in public safety, specifically being a firefighter and EMT and paramedic, because you get to see all these things that, you know, most people just see on maybe on a glimpse of the news, but our folks live with And it. three second clips three at second a time, clips, you don't yeah, get the whole right. like boom. Right. And our, and our folks live with it. And, you know, it's partly why we have such an issue right now with uh, post-traumatic stress injuries. And, and
1: PTSD and, is something definitely it is that, oh. that
0: I've heard you talk about in the past. Yes. That the
1: news talks about, are there resources for your squads, your teams that are out there for people just to
0: talk to and kind of get things off of their mind? Oh yeah, absolutely. We have, we've launched a peer support. So we, what we realized is that sometimes we'd have clinicians or therapists come in and, and, you know, they are trained in, you know, addressing our issues when it comes to, post-traumatic stress or instance that we've seen. We call it a debriefing. Um, but our our union has launched a, a peer support program. So we have peer supporters. Uh, we had a couple, unfortunately, um, really heavy incidents this last year where they deployed um, firefighters out of LA County. And our brothers uh, from local 1014 came down. They came down with a therapy dog. And it's really just a um, a way for our folks to talk about what they were feeling, talk about things that normally historically have been Hey, you know what? We don't talk about it. Just get ready for the next mission. Um, Put it away. Put it away. Hey, just figure out how to deal with it. The tones are going to go off again. You're going to go out and and do the work that the men and women do. That's the old school mentality. That is. Oh yeah, yeah, it was. And and we're realizing, you know, a a sad statistic is that for several years, we're losing more men and women to suicide than line of duty deaths, traumatic injuries, cancer. And it still continues to be, um, a large part of why we're losing men and women in the fire service because of suicide. It's not easy Uh, to put yourself in that position day in and day out and see these kinds of things, man. Yeah. It's, it's tough. So we're, we're working on resources, um, whether, you know, uh, it's, um, services that are offered through the city or through our union, but we're making sure that, you know, we have someone to talk to. And that's really the mission right now. Say, hey, you got something on your mind, you're not feeling well. You haven't, seen, you haven't been home in three weeks, right? You missed your kid's birthday, your anniversary, <laughs> Christmas, whatever it is. Um, let's, let's get you back on track, right? We got to find a work-life balance right now. And honestly, firefighters in California and the West don't have it. No, oh, there's fires all the time, man. It's up and down the state of California right now. And then, you know, of course there was that pandemic that mm. we just came out of. How was
1: that for you guys? How was that for, for Chula Vista, how you, as you saw it, you know, firsthand being in the fire department?
0: It, yeah, it was, um, it was extremely challenging. I mean, that's, that's putting it lightly, right? I mean, we had losses of, of life in our own backyard and, and the South Bay predominantly was hit extremely hard. Yeah, because we're the frontline workers. Uh, we're community
1: built, the frontline workers. We work in distribution. We work in 100%. shipping. We work in the warehouses. Everything that shut down... They ain't from Chula Vista. Everything that stayed open. Uh, the workforce was from it,
0: Chula Vista, and, man. And, absolutely. And, and you know, um public safety was part of that, yeah, right?
1: Included, and, definitely.
0: Included and tip of the spear. Um for us, you know, and, and you think of Chula Vista, right? We we have a multicultural community. Very diverse. Uh, very diverse. Um you, you can go into any household, east or west, north or south, Chula Vista, and there could be two or three generations mm-hmm. living in there. So what happens during a, a, a global pandemic where where you know this virus or, or yeah. excuse me, this COVID is 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 spreading um, like a fire, like a fire. Yeah. It, it, it was challenging because we didn't know.
1: He put Abuelita in the basement and say, Abuelita, check you in two years.
0: Yeah. So, um, you know, we, we wanted to be part of the solution, which is, which is always what we want, right? We want to fix the problem. Um, so I, I, I got to tip the cap to supervisor Nora Vargas mm. at, the, at this time, right when we started to figure out like, okay, we're starting. Remember the Sears, right? We opened up Sears, everybody was coming down, getting their vaccine, getting testing, there was clinics kind of throughout the county. What about the people that don't have cars? What about the people that don't have internet at home, that don't have a cell phone to get on or smartphone? A lot of things we
1: take for granted are things that not a lot of people have. We assume, you know, oh, it's 2022, who's not going to have Wi-Fi? It's 2022, who isn't, you know, it's like, but no. Oh, there's, yeah. a, there's a component of our population and here in, in Chula Vista that don't have those things. Yeah, Whether it's age or whether it's just a, a, a finance Yep. Sometimes those things aren't available.
0: Yeah. So um, the city of San Diego actually had a, a pretty good jump start of, there was a discussion all the way from the state down about firefighters and paramedics going door to door to deliver the vaccine for those that needed it. That could not. takes know, a lot of time though. Oh my gosh. It, it was, it was a lot of time dealing yeah. with the county. So because you
1: guys are dealing with the pandemic as well and people getting infected with COVID or, or, or whatever getting sick. Did that decimate your guys' staffing, your squad? Did you have to like
0: ramp up like recruiting? Like, how did you guys handle it? Yeah, it, it was, you know, at that time, we, we didn't know, you know, what, what COVID was gonna do. And you guys were going out there,
1: putting yourself in the middle of yeah, everything we, going on. We oh, you have COVID? I'm coming to you.
0: Yes. <laughs> and we were going into homes where everybody yeah. in the family felt, felt sick, yeah. at least at that time, right? And asking, hey, have you been tested? I, hey, I we don't know. All right. And then you're just knowing, you're an entire household with potentially people that have it, And um, and our folks, you know, you're working two, three days in a row. Hey, I've been around sick people the entire time. Am I gonna take this home to my family, yeah. right? That started to be the concern. And we literally had firefighters sleeping in their trucks. Um, you know, we stood up um, hotels in the area where if our folks felt like, hey, I've been exposed 30, 40 times over the last 24 hours, at least you can go there, sleep tight. Um, and not worry about bringing this home to your family, right? And those were all the initial kind of actions. But we had several of our members um, come down extremely sick. Luckily in, in our in our home local, we didn't um, get anybody that was too sick or require hospitalization. But um, we had several members that were that were sick, that were very sick. Did it <laughs> were you pretty? Know, man, I got I was I got lucky.
1: I mean, yeah. I mean, you're the El Rey del South Bay. I saw you everywhere, bro. You were at uh, Manhattan. You were at no, the Diablo. You were here no, no, at Three. No. Like, like Coyote Ugly. Like slinging beers from the top, table top. I was like, hey, bro. Take. <laughs> there's a pandemic. There's nobody here. I get I was, it. But. I
0: was fully vaccinated. <laughs> <laughs> no, so you know, it was it was concerning for for our members. But that that's
1: were, what firefighters do. Yeah, yeah. Would, like you guys are accustomed to. People see a fire, we turn around, we run the other direction. People of your makeup, of your ilk, they see a fire and they run straight to it. It's like, all right, how do we do this? So I guess that. There's not much difference when another, like a pandemic arises and you see COVID. It's like, oh man, everyone's hiding out. Everyone's like, you know, secluding themselves in isolation. It's like, all right, I guess we're going to go to that house where eight people live and eight people are currently, you know, having COVID. Yep. Fuck that mentality. No wonder you need the pure system. Or the, the pure therapeutic people to come down from the state and, and take care of you guys, man. You guys went through a. And I talked to this with with, with oils as well, as well, man. Yes, I mean yeah. they're in the same position. They were, the they, they were dealt similar hands, and, and in addition to that, there were there were protests and and there was yes. rioting yes. and there was zooting. So it was like just different components, and that's why it's like I'm big supporters of all things Chula Vista, yeah. you know. And that's why when I want to. You you made sure you put a sticker on my chest that says. I support Chula Vista firefighters. Let's see, wait, dude. We're gonna talk about your your, your politics later because I feel like you're you're, you're you're in line to become the future mayor of, of like Chula Vista or, or at least your household something. It's
0: not crazy. <laughs> that either. poco. Yeah, but you know to to wrap up the COVID talk and then our folks you know oh we're wrapping it up because well, COVID's over well, it's done no, no, oh my bad.
1: I thought you had that power like Thanos snapping no. fingers like hey no more COVID.
0: Um, and then our folks took the vaccine door to door, right? And uh, so we- Thank you for that, by the yeah, way. No, we we um, did that proudly. And it was actually um, one of our senior uh, firefighters, 30 plus years on the job. He came to me afterwards. He says, man, this was probably one of the most touching and moving things I've ever done in the fire service. This is a guy that's been battle tested, gone Seen to the fires. And the fact that we're in, in you know a, a little trailer park in Southwest Chula Vista with- with two abuelitas telling us how grateful they are because they weren't under, you know, understanding where to get the vaccine and that we gave that service to them. Um, yeah. It's something that we'll never forget. That's awesome. That yeah, was pretty cool.
1: Those are like real life heroes. And I'm telling you, I have a big old head. And I don't, I mean, one, you already demand anytime you go to any of the establishments down here, hey, I'm Daryl Roberts, fire right, uh, chief battalion, uh, Tú sabes todo el pelo, I demand a discount. You know, it's like, <laughs> not true, not <laughs> but you've not earned, true. you've earned it, man. You guys have earned the title of, of hero. You know, it, it being a firefighter has always had, you know, when you're little, you ask them, what do you want to be? Oh, I want to be a police officer. I want to be a baseball player. I want to be a firefighter. I want to be a doctor. like, you guys are in the conversation of things that people want to become when they're older.
0: Yeah. We got fortunate and be able to land it. And, um, yeah, it, it's been great. And, um, you know, the, I think the next kind of phase for us is, or at least for me personally was the union involvement. Mm. Right? Talked about. Kind of the day-to-day operations of of you know being a firefighter and what that what that looks like, um, but really I think my second calling had to come when uh, you know my members had voted me in to, to lead the men and women of the Chula Vista Firefighters in IFF Local Twenty One Eighty. To me, that that's was, an accomplishment. It's huge. Jaime Hafa.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no? <laughs> el, el Jaime Hafa G- compita Daryl yeah. Roberts. You know, and, and don't get it twisted, guys. Just because he has a name Daryl Roberts, this dude is Mexican as Mexican can be. He's got a nopal right on his forehead. I'm looking <laughs> at it right now.
0: My father would disagree, but <laughs> um, you know the the union involvement. Um, it, it really has has opened a lot of doors for us in, in Chula Vista. Uh, you know the fact that that we were successful in, in initiative of Measure A, right? That, that your business was supportive of that changed the makeup for the safety of the men and women of this fire department. We used to roll with three firefighters on the engine. That was how we knew how to conduct business. Completely understaffed. Completely understaffed.
1: Things couldn't get accomplished the way you wanted to because you just didn't have the force, the power, the Correct. labor to get it done. Correct,
0: yeah. And um, and we took a stand and said, hey, you know what? We, we want to at least be recognized to having national standard for firefighters on every single- National standard. That's just the standard. Yeah. You were substandard operational. in we were substandard operation. This oh, wow. And I would argue to this day, we're still grossly understaffed, even with the support of A. With 300,000 people, I would love to be protecting this community with 300 firefighters. We're about half of that. We have right? 10 stations in all of Chulviza. 10 though. stations, yes. And that's including
1: the east, co- the east side of Chulviza. Correct. Chulviza is huge, man. Yes. I almost feel like 10 is not enough. It's not, it's not. We're- How many ideally, in, in Utopia, in your, in your magical place,
0: How many would you like? And and we're just rough numbers here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, we're going to hold you to this. (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) So right now we have approximately 150 firefighter EMTs and paramedics, battalion chiefs that are taking care of this neighborhood. I would love to see that number at 300. Okay. Right. Is that feasible? Um, what's required to get? What do we need to do to get to that step? I, I think we'll get that discussion of the politics of it. I think, I think hey, future hey, mayor no, Daryl no, Roberts. It's it's just really, um, you know, we're coming out of some difficult times. When I look about, uh, or I think about this last couple of years, you know, we've we've done a lot of good uh, for for our home locals for our staffing, um, ambulance transport, and we're now getting to people in time. As far as the ambulances are concerned, we're doing a heck of a job making sure that when somebody calls nine one one. That we get an ambulance there timely. We would just like to be quicker on getting a fire response unit there, right? An engine company. On
1: average, what is the the response time for ambulance to get to, if if you're anywhere in two Yeah, though?
0: so we're shooting for about 12 minutes. Okay. Yeah. So so you know, the way the fire service is, is set up is that you call nine one one, you have a fire engine that's close by, they go to you quickly. Manage the emergency, stop, stop the hurt, right? That's what we want to do. Whether it's a fire car accident, whatever it may be, every engine will have a firefighter paramedic on it right? At bare minimum and EMTs. So we can start that medical treatment. We can start um, taking care of you and your family. And as we're doing that, right, the ambulance will show up and now it's a transport continuation of care. It's a beautiful system we have here. It really is. We just want to continue to improve it. We want to get to you as fast as possible. Uh, It's difficult, man, when when your loved one's in pain. um, 12 minutes can seem like Oh yeah, eternity. You know, and we're looking in the window of four to six minutes, right? And that's when you know brain death occurs, right? Because you're not getting oxygen. We can really get into the weeds of it, but we want to get to you. It's simple, as fast as possible. To do that, we need fire stations, we need firefighters, and we need fire engines. It's that simple. So um, your involvement with the union, how does that appease that? Because I feel like you are a great representative
1: to be. What is the role of the union? Your president. So I'm the president say, of, of Chula Vista Firefighters, Get it, brother. Yeah. Say it with your chest, man. It's a big chest. Go ahead.
0: And I also serve as uh, the vice president for the California Professional Firefighters, which I represent: San Diego County, Imperial County, Orange, Riverside, and San Bernardino County. Oh, yeah. look at you! Look
1: at you! That's awesome. I'm, oh. pr- I'm, I'm proud to be your friend. And I've told you, the, I've told you and Oyo's this in the past, as we're about two Bucana bottles deep in conversation in the, light, in the night and be like, hey, man, I love you, dog. I love you, dog. <laughs> but it's awesome to be surrounded by heavy hitters like you guys, people that are, are true to what you guys are truly trying to accomplish.
0: Yeah. and it's, And it's really from the union perspective, I want to make sure that the men and women that serve these communities up and down the state of California that they have the tools and the resources to take care of you and your family. And there's a wages benefits and working conditions portion of it. I wanna make sure that, hey, a firefighter in this city can take care of his family, right? Cause we're working 80, 100 hours a week. If you got a family, who's taking care of the kids? Your spouse wanna, works. I don't wanna tell you. Yeah, it's, it's difficult, it's really <laughs> challenging. So um, because of our work schedule is so unique, right? That, that we're working these 24 hour shifts, it's, it's difficult. Without family, it's difficult for those that do have family and not seeing them day in, day yeah, out. Yeah, man, that would be tough. It's tough.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's, it's extremely tough. I know that, you know, I'm just thinking of the four brothers that uh, deployed two days ago, 21 days that they may not, you know, see their family. Hopefully they get a FaceTime in here now and then. Just Is try- that allowed? It, it, with technology, it almost makes it like, you know, at least you can make a quick phone call or a quick yeah, FaceTime. Yeah. And we try to, we try to encourage that, right? Obviously calls for service priority one when you're in, when you're in, in in the heat of battle it's it's game on because lives are on the line but if you do get a second hey the fuels you got to get put fuel in the rig you got to you got to eat at some point when you have that second of downtime downtime call home make sure that your family knows it because you know of course they worry and our spouses man they go through a ton they go through a ton they're they're holding it down man holding it they're holding it down time absolutely you got to be a strong
1: spouse to have a partner who is involved in being a fire firefighter, a police officer, military, things like that where you're required and and you're pulled away from your family and weeks, months on time. They're That's saints, nuts, man. They're saints. That's my nuts. Wife, my wife's a saint. Go ahead, say it louder.
0: <laughs> she knows it. <laughs> she, knows she tells it. Yeah, me yeah, every day.
1: <laughs> Good on you, but I was gonna yeah. say yeah, somebody that has the experience that you have, you know, working shoulder side by side to your peers and they see that you have that leadership's quality quality. You're polished, you know, you, you know how to communicate, you know how to, you know how to talk to people, you know how to de-escalate, you know, how to get your point across without being like a bully, you know, I, I get it, you, you use those tactics on me before, that's why I finally got you on the podcast, but having this kind of experience and, and, and I don't know, character and charisma that you carry could only work awesome I appreciate as that. you're representing your people as a president in the union and vice president of the California union, you know, that's awesome. So I, I do want to say congratulations to that because it does take a special kind
0: of person. And I think you are that dude. All right, and, and I appreciate it, Steve. And sincerely, I just, I, I love the fire service, right? And the men and women that that put their trust in me mm-hmm. to make sure that I'm- Because ad- that's what they're doing. Yes. hundred percent. I have to advocate. You got to fight for me. You know, it's I, I like have to fight you're fighting
1: for, for me. Correct. My family needs this service. My yeah. family needs that program. I need this. And they, that's a lot of weight that you've got to carry on your shoulder.
0: You know, we, we came from a time where we were fighting for trucks that worked, engines that actually were pumping How water. long ago was that? How long ago was that? It was a couple of years back. Yeah. You know, we, and, and it was, we have to have the tools and resources for the community, but also for the men and women that are going to risk their lives. Yes. Like we have to have tools at work. Bare minimum. Bare minimum. And with that goes staffing, right? How many firefighters, and I use the term staffing, it's firefighters. I want firefighters in neighborhoods. So then something happens, they're there. We're there. And, you know, thank God, I think the community really rallied around Measure A, right? And that initiative to get more firefighters and get more peace officers in the neighborhood. It's important. Uh, We realize that public safety is a high priority. Um, And at the same time, uh, we got to make sure that the men and women, you know, get the wages- the benefits and the working conditions that are commensurate for the work that they do period end of story. And, um, we're getting there. We're getting there.
1: It's just kind of like vigor in your voice.
0: Ah, uh, I know, it. bro. Yeah, that I, I, leads
1: me yeah. to think like you've got like bigger aspirations in the future, man.
0: My ass. You've been
1: you've been hit you've been hit up by this. You've been hit up by everybody. I'm pretty sure, hey, man. When well, you're gonna be the mayor? And you're like, well, only if Steve's like standing behind me, helping me. <laughs> I'm like, nah, bro. This is you, Steve, chief of staff, or Ooh, at least say it again. Know, that chief of staff? I don't know. I, I don't, don't even know what that does. is. It, yeah. I don't know. I'm the guy behind the guy. <laughs> so if that's what that if that's like an acronym, guy behind the guy for C- COS, chief of staff. I'm in. Uh, yeah. Some of the most silliest calls that you think you're. Let's lighten it up a little bit because I, I see you getting all fired up, bro. I feel like you want to get on that barrel and like give a speech and shit. Nah. Jaime Hoffa, What's some of the most one of the most silliest
0: nine one one calls that you've been on? Uh, you know, I don't know if it's necessarily silly, but we, we did get a, a little bit of a a chuckle out of it. Uh, it was several years back. I'm going maybe even a decade. Um, there's always this you know cliche about you get to get cats out of trees, right? Okay. You don't do that. How many how many a week? I, I don't know about weekly, but I've. <laughs> I know we've had a few, right? we, 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 we will, our mission is to save lives. It doesn't dictate what kind, right? All right. Let's, let's go out and let's go out and make sure. And it's somebody's pet, it's somebody's loved one, right? Uh, I'm a, a a pet guy. I, I get it. So we did get a, a call for a cat in a tree. And, um, but what we, what we didn't know is that there was an actual lady that went up to get the cat. Oh,
1: also. so you get getting, a, it was a combo deal. It's a combo deal. So you're <laughs> going to get the lady and the cat.
0: Yeah. So, uh, you know, and we're- <laughs> And it was late in the evening. Yeah, it was was close to midnight, I remember. And it was just like, I remember rolling in the ladder truck thinking, all right, we're gonna see a, no, no, I don't see a cat, (laughs) but I do see a pair of tennis shoes. Oh no. Yeah, so, you know, we, and she was just adamant about, you know, make sure her animal is fine. Family, that's our family. Yes, and and our, you know, hey, lady, we're gonna make sure we have you, right? We have, and we're gonna get your cat too. Who do you say first, the lady or the cat? I think we went simultaneous. No, we got, we got both of them down, uh, but it was just, you know, she was actually like, I can't believe this actually happened to me, but you know, you go up 10 feet, you go up 15 feet, you go up 20 feet. Next thing you know, you know, you're literally, I remember it was just over 35 feet. Cause we tried to throw a ground ladder and reach it. We didn't, we have to put the,
1: that's yeah, so she got up there.
0: She did. Yes. She said, and it was older, younger lady. Uh, it was an older lady. Damn.
1: Yeah. That's passion for love of our uh, cat, man, man. man. Yeah.
0: It's just every time I think about, you know, um, Silly or funny stories. I just remember that. And she was laughing. That was the best cool. part about it, that she was laughing about it. And it's me uh, again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: What's going on in the world of Daryl Roberts right now, bro? What, what, because I remember talking to you and it's like, bro, I've been gone for like two weeks. I've been gone for three weeks. But anytime I talk to uh, um firefighters that are here, like on duty, because they come by, you know, it's sure. kind of a hangout spot. With we have a couple of the homies that come here on the regular. They're like, oh, he's not a firefighter anymore, bro. <laughs> that dude, that dude's borderline politician. He's like a celebrity. He's he's just the talking head for Truliv as a firefighter. How did you procure that? Uh, that 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 that, uh, that 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 reputation? How did that happen? How did that come
0: to be? Yeah, I think a lot of it was just the advocacy, right, for the men and women of the fire department. It's like you you got to go where the action is, right? You you have to, um, for one, make sure that we're in front of the people that need to hear what what the communities need. And, um, you know, what the men and women of the fire department need. So for me, um, as, as I've I, I wore several hats, you know, um, and they're all an advocacy for the fire service and the men and women. That's, that's what I love about it. You know, and they all go hand in hand. They complement each other, whether it's the presidency of Chula Vista or my state vice presidency, you know, small things. Um, you know, we're in Sacramento quite a bit. Yes. And telling our story, right, to ultimately the powers that be in the state capitol. From the governor down. And we want to make sure that- And all, they listen to you guys. Well, and I think we have a compelling story. Yeah. Right? Like right now, uh, there's hundreds of thousands firefighters, you know, working around the clock, protecting lives and property. Think about how much infrastructure is damaged. And when I say infrastructure, we're talking homes, businesses, freeways, um, irrigation systems, the equals everything is impacted by fire. Straight up. Yeah. And it's our job to make that headache go away, right? So the state can get back to doing what it's doing. So, um, but with that comes a lot of responsibility. The fact that, you know, the men and women that are going to put in 30 years, almost, I hate to say this is a guarantee, but our likelihood of developing some type of cancer that's due to the job. Carcinogens, things car- that you put yourself through. Yeah. And and we want to make sure that if anybody, whether you're on the job two years, 10 years, 20 or even after you retire that if you do get that dreaded phone call, right? That hey, we found something lab results come in and these are life-changing events for yeah. people. Anyone even outside of the outside fire, of fire service. service. Oh, and gosh, you don't yeah. want
1: to you don't want to be receiving that phone call. Correct. That's why you just don't go to the doctor. Uh, oh no, perdón. <laughs>
0: wrong wrong. My, we want you to go to the doctor. Wrong stuff. point <laughs> of view. My, my bad, my bad, my bad. <laughs> Back to my corner. So it 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 requires us, you know, to, to travel and that's that's the difficult part of it, right? It's it's rewarding at the same time because in the state of California, we've now have got cancer as presumptive. So if a firefighter is, is dealt that, that card of um, coming down with cancer, we can directly point back to the job. This individual spent years fighting fires up and down the state in his own backyard, in his neighborhood, whether it was San Isidro, Logan Heights, Chula Vista, El Cajon, we can point back and say, because of the occupation that this person did. Right? And what does that do? Does that, and, and, and that, that allows um, us to get the medical care perfect. that we need, okay. right? Um, and uh, it's difficult in the, in, the, in the workers' comp system right now. You know, it's, it's, it's a lot of red tape. You know, you, you got to make sure that you almost document every single time you have an injury, make sure that you're documenting every single time that you've been exposed to something. Smoke is one thing, right? And it's, and it's cancer is, is a leading cause, is a leading cause of death for firefighters. But think about all the communicable diseases hepatitis, Oof. AIDS, yeah. tuberculosis, anything that somebody may have, a firefighter may be charged with taking care of that patient at the time and you never know what's going to happen. And um, and you guys go out there just ready,
1: up yeah. to the task, whatever's there. Yeah. There's rarely, I mean, I mean, I guess you can't be part of that job if you're going to have some sort of hesitation when you get sent and there's like somebody, you know, coffee and her oozing blood and it's like oh man i'm at risk of this at that point it's like no, that's part of my job
0: it, it is and, but and that's it's, why it's, i feel like he has yeah, heroes and shit well, that's, we want to make sure that we're protected also yeah. right? so we use a term the ppe which is basically personal protective equipment um hey wear your goggles wear your mask right make effective sure if, yes yeah yeah absolutely it, it does minimize right the exposure some things you can't control you know there's combative patients there's people that attack you they don't care if you're a firefighter doesn't matter how often does that happen it, it does. We do see quite an increase in, in violence um, amongst emergency For what reason workers. do you guys know? Do? Do you? Man, Steve, I couldn't tell you. I mean, no. it, it, it's, it, it's all different shades. That, of the that blows
1: I- my mind when I see yeah. reports of like, uh, oh, we went into a community and people in the community were fighting us, yeah. shooting at us, yeah. targeting us. Yeah. That just seems weird because you guys are there to help, help somebody who obviously in the community needed assistance at that time. Correct. Yeah. And you're going out there answering that call and in turn, you're getting some pushback. You know, sometimes violent, sometimes, for, for hopefully not violent, but sometimes you get pushed back and it's like, well, no, we don't want you here or what?
0: Yeah, it's some, sometimes, you know, it's, uh, it, it. we're at the mercy of, we don't care, um, you know, what neighborhood, we don't care what you look like. We don't care what your political affiliation is. We don't care about any of that. Do you need help? We're coming, mm-hmm, period, mm-hmm. end of story. Um, but whether, you know, so, sometimes it's a medical emergency, right? Um, they, hey, they don't have you know, haven't eaten in days or diabetic, they could act bizarre, right? Sometimes it's just not their fault. Other times it's alcohol induced, uh, drugs. Uh, they've had a traumatic injury. So you just never know. And we understand that being the medical professionals that we are, Hey, this, this person can't be, may not be quote unquote crazy. Hey, check his blood sugar. Oh man. It's blood sugar of 17. <laughs> well, that's why, you know, wild and out Wild and out. So, um, it's, uh, you just never know what, you know, the day is going to bring you straight up. And that's <laughs> exciting, right? And, and at times it's stressful. I'm sure it's exciting from when
1: you start your career. Oh, But maybe, you know, it's like you almost, I, I feel like I would be that way. Like, oh yeah, bring it on. Let's see what's up. Yeah. I can't wait to check all these boxes of things that I've experienced. But then there's somebody like you who's pushing 60 and has been, <laughs> an, oh, pardon. Not, 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 <laughs> somebody like you, you know, has been on the force, you know, decades. And, and you're probably like,
0: fuck. Uh, yeah. You know, again? I- Well, I, um, I, I I cringe. I worry um, for the folks that are, that are going out every single day, you know, and we, and we have a, we have a little emergency protocol. If something happens, right. We, we basically um, hit a button on our radio and we're going to get some support and help. Meaning our, our, you know, brothers and sisters in blue are going to come and and get us out of trouble, hopefully. Um, And and that's a, that's a doomsday scenario. Yeah. And, And as we're having these conversations, I was just thinking that you know, Unfortunately, we went to a, a a funeral for a fire captain up in Stockton that was shot and killed. He was shot and killed uh, in the light of duty fighting a fire.
1: One of your uh, counterparts in the union, I believe, is who you brought down that day and was sharing that story with me. Yeah, Brian Rice. Okay, yeah, yeah. He's good, a,
0: good. He's the president of the state of California. Good
1: dude, oh, man. You know, just looking at him, he's one of those guys you look at and he's just kind of looking at you. You have all of his attention, yeah.
0: almost intimidating. Yeah, Brian um, has been a, 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 a just a stalwart in the fire service, and and as the president, right, of the men and women of the state of California and the professional firefighters, he has seen a lot, especially over his last tenure, um, couple years. Uh, you know, I'm just going back to another fire captain shot and killed in Long Beach, you know, fighting a fire, and and how devastating that was to the family, to the community, to the to the institution of being a firefighter. Yeah, it's just uh, it, you know, and it, but. Our profession has changed, and you know now we have. I hate to say it, but we have ballistic vests on our apparatus. We don them sometimes. Imagine, it's like, yeah. It's I, I never thought I'd see imagine that in, in the fire service.
1: You're not going uh, to a war zone to you know to, to to
0: help people. You're going into your local communities. Yeah, and it, you got to put that on. That's that's intense. Yeah, and it, and you know, going back to just a handful of years ago when we did have some civil unrest, uh, it was some neighborhoods were war zones, uh, straight up. And when you brought Brian down here, it's
1: funny because we were just there. Kind of just talking for like ten minutes, and in those ten minutes, he excused himself so like three or four times because he had to take calls. I'm like, "Geez, man, this dude's not playing. Like, this guy, legitimately, he's shouldering the load of all of California and everything that he's involved And in. So he was like, "Boom, boom, I'll be right back. I gotta take this. I can't let. I can't cannot answer this. I have to go go." With it. I'm like,
0: "Whoa, yeah."
1: And then there was you. And then was- <laughs> talk to me a little bit about the camaraderie be- between police officers and firefighters. Is it- it's almost like a love hate because I, I kind of grew up in, in the era of watching movies or, or or spoofs or just commentary of like football games against each other or like tug of wars or just like, you know, and bickering, like almost like play fighting. Is there really a drama between the police and the fire? Have you ever been pulled over by a police officer and you had to flash your badge and say, hey, man, I'm I'm a firefighter. It's like, I don't care. Like, have you ever had any dramas? How much truth is there? Does David Oyo's like you? Does he really hate you? Who ranks higher in Chula Vista? Give it to
0: me now. I think Oyo's loves me. All right. <laughs> yeah, for the no, you know, it's, uh, you know, there's always going to be this kind of like a, you know, professional little banter back and forth between police and fire. At the end of the day, it's public safety, right? Yeah. Public safety is the highest priority for any community. And there's two components to that, police and fire. Um, and uh, for, for us, I think we got a really good um, opportunity to bring both police and fire together when we had the initiative for Measure A, right? Yep. I think that really that really strengthened our relationships.
1: Because you guys were out there shoulder to shoulder, walking yeah, down yeah. business to business, neighborhood to neighborhood, commercials, advertisement, marketing. We need this. We want this. Ultimately, you
0: work together to achieve it. And achieve it, right. And and it's a, a pretty compelling argument you know, when you have a firefighter and a peace officer um, talking to people about the importance of it, right? So the fact that um, we spent several months Got I mean, part of a year, um, kind of shoulder to shoulder, arm in arm, getting it done, I, I think really helped our relationship. And it really kind of created a bond. Um, but, you know, we're still better. They know that. Oh, shit. Uh, sorry, D. <laughs> who ranks higher? Who is? Who,
1: have I misinformed our, our people listening? Is Oyos literally not the highest ranking Mexican in all of Chula Vista? Is it you? Give it to me straight, man. I'm ready to take the sticker off. Check this out. We, Go ahead. We will be... As far as ranks are concerned. Uh-huh. Tied neck and neck. Yeah. Oh man. So I got to now moving forward, I got to edit myself and say, co highest ranking Mexican in all of the <laughs> land. Uh, you know what? No, but he's an actual emo Brown social club member card card. holder. I know you have one. I don't know how you got it. I don't know how you got it. Yeah, Cause I've never read your name on the list. I know people. I know, you know people, but he's an actual donor to the foundation. Wait a minute. Card carrying holder. Wait a minute. Go ahead. I'm ready. You got an announcement or something? What are you going to no, start? I'm oh, I'm about. que me trajiste. I see a nice looking bottle to your right, man. What 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 do we got here? Yeah. I'm assuming it's for me. It I'm- is. It's for you. Okay, cool. What do we got? Um, rumor has it that it was your birthday yesterday. Nah, no, it's not a rumor. I'm 43, it's- bro. Come on, oh, I'm catching okay. up to you. All right, yeah. Good luck with that. Yeah, I never. I don't, I don't ever. How about this? I never want to catch up to you.
0: I don't think you can. Well, I mean, you know, maybe. Death. maybe. Maybe. Yeah.
1: Then, then. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I don't want to catch it up to you, bro. Many
0: moons. <laughs> Um, yeah, Steve, well, this is, uh, this is a, a bottle that I like to bring when we're celebrating. It's a bottle. It is oh, a bottle. Okay. Nice. It is a bottle. All I saw was a box. And all right. There's, there's a bottle in there. All right, all right. There is a nice box, but the bottle inside is a, uh, Jack Daniels Sinatra select Sinatra Sinatra. Oh man. El, el okay. blue eyes. The old blue eyes, the kid from Hoboken.
1: Well, I'm just watching a, 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 a new series on Paramount called the offer and it kind of, it kind of, a uh, Took a little of the allure off of old blue eyes for me. Do you know he never wanted a Godfather to be made? He thought that uh, Fontaine was was depicted on it. Yeah, bro. Oh man, you're getting deep. You you got to watch it. Okay, you got to watch it, man. I I I know because I know you're about that life. I know you like these kinds of movies. Oh man, Ming Godane, bro. And 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 I started watching. I'm like, holy shit. Like, just watch it. It's called The Offer. It's on Paramount. Back to this killer bottle. (laughs) (laughs) Add is a motherfucker, bro. It'll get me. It'll get It gets me sometimes.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so this uh, this this bottle is kind of the flagship from, uh, hey, it's it's just the Tennessee whiskey. It's really just Jack Daniels. Go but ahead. the fact that uh, Old Blue Eyes, a kid from Hoboken, um, he would always, during his concerts or anytime he was performing, he'd pour a little bit of Jack Daniels, a little couple ice cubes, a little bit of splash of water, and he would have it out there, right? It's kind of that classic, hey, celebratory drink drink. Um, and uh, since you know, you finally let me on your podcast. El bato, well, I mean, <laughs> shit, <laughs> and the fact that it was
1: your birthday. Hey, thank you, man. Uh, this is awesome. I'm usually low budget, and I just drink bucanas, you know, because that's 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 you know,
0: I, I've had dirty hands, clean yeah. money. That's just that's how I, that's I, all I, I get it. down, I bro. It.
1: I love bucanas. It. I was I, that's what I was grew up drinking. But Jack, Jack I poured up. A little, let's. See. Oh. It looks good. I've a Thank you for coming on. Oh, of course, Stevo. It in nice. I mean, we're not ending this podcast yet, but I'm just saying, you know, I want to taste this. Smells good. Mm, okay. Damn, I feel like a gangster now. It's nice. Leon. I've got the world on a string. <laughs> All right, this is good, man. Oh,
0: no, it's tasty. It's tasty. And it's just a nice kind of little celebratory drink.
1: A little in-depth on you now. Let's do it. You're from Chula Vista. So you pride yourself on these things. I do. Go to taco shop for Daryl Roberts. Oh, man. You're representing all of the firefighters. I know you said, I'm only representing the man, Daryl Roberts, today. Nail, papa. You're representing firefighters. In a pinch, where do firefighters go? On the west side to get their fucking burritos. Wow. Careful. I've seen, I've seen political guests come on here and utter the wrong response. And then they'll, I get the people that email me or send me messages. I say, wait, I was planning on voting for this person, but- as soon as they said that answer, I just can't see myself voting for somebody who likes this kind of guacamole on their royal tacos. Like, oof. Yeah, this this can this can, this is backfire, man. Yeah, this this is tough. Here. This is this is one thing you've spent your life building on and then one wrong answer here will just undercut it and ruin it. Jaime, Jaime Jafa no more.
0: <laughs> you know that that's it's a tough say it, bro. Question. Because Say it. I was a fan of El Capitán.
1: Oh, RIP El Capitán. You know what? El Capitán Yeah. El Capitan. When we fucking started this podcast, Glasses and I, like two years ago, maybe a little bit longer, we had a burrito challenge. Every episode we would go and we would go get a burrito from our favorite spots, new spots, old spots, whatever. Go in there, hey, let's get a California burrito. Let's see what their rendition is. Did it all. Any burrito we got, Capitan's Cocina, bro, would always win. Yes. It was just
0: awesome. Yeah, we had a really good relationship um, with El Capitan. Anytime we had an event, anytime we catered, well, yeah, and it it was just so good. And it was right up the street from our old Station Five. All the the folks that were working at Station Five would just, you know, Tanner Lindsay. El Compa and Tanner, Compa Tanner. Yeah. Alpine's greatest. Yes. <laughs> well, next to Joe Musgrove of course. and the brewery yeah. and probably some other restaurants. Um, but he's on there. He's, yeah, he's, on there. <laughs> he's, he's an he's Alpine resident yeah. for sure. Yeah. and That kid loved that place, man. He would always- Did he really? Yeah, man. He was hey, really- And that's a good guy, dog. He's, he's a good young man. As man.
1: soon as you got busy and, and neglected and turned your back on our relationship, <laughs> I feel like like Tanner Lindsay stepped up. Yeah, he was, he's not even Mexican and he calls me carnal. Yeah, and I'm like, that, that just makes me feel yeah, a well, certain kind of way. He's, he's been in the neighborhood long enough. That's
0: my guy. Capitan's
1: Cocina.
0: Yeah, and it's funny when you ask that, it's like, that's where my heart goes.
1: Shut up, you only answered it because it's closed now, bro, and you don't want any beef. Look at S- you. Safe, safe answer. S- safe answer, tell me you're a politician in training without telling me you're a politician in training. Damn, politics. Let's get into politics. Talk to me. Wait, actually, before politics. Firefighters drink a lot. Sorry, it's I see wait, it all the wait, time. Wait, wait, wait. No, is that a blanket statement? Are you accusing me of generalizing? That's generalizing. Okay, <clears throat> let me rephrase that. Uh, firefighters enjoy libations on occasion it's a little better said yeah Yeah, all right perfect all right go-to spot on the west side there's a lot of spots shit i've seen you in a lot of them taking pictures shaking hands stop it go ahead your favorite spot to drink in a three punk ales lies 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 if it was oils and he said that agreed oils was here yesterday the co-highest ranked mexican in all of chula vista but he didn't buy anything he just took a shirt and left He bought something, bro, and he called me. No, but the reason I bring this up is because we've shared many fun times at the Manhattan. At the Manhattan, the Manhattan, bro. Like I, I feel like that—that's the rallying center point of 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 the West Side of Chula Vista. It's the oldest establishment. Uh, Agreed. It's run by the homie Maddie Boy. Maddie Boy knows how to run an establishment, you know, and 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 he knows how to throw a party. Which in essence is what we do as business owners who deal in. Bars and beers and whatever. We were party throwers. Yes. He throws a killer party at the Manhattan every night. Every single night. So that's your answer, huh? You're just going to overlook the Elwood. Just like that.
0: No, I mean, and if you go a little bit <laughs> south on Broadway. Go ahead. You're into the Elwood.
1: Another great spot. Another great spot. But no, no, talk about my politics. I've never been too into politics. I've been accused now of being a political podcast because I've brought. Almost all, minute. I know, bro. I've brought all, I don't know if you're aware of this, but Chula Vista is going to be on the precipice of getting a new mayor, you know? The marriage, her tenure is up. Yeah. She's done. She says, I'm, I'm done, Steve. Like I see her on the regular. She lives sure. next to me. So I talk to her and she kind of gets in my ear. Don't say stuff like that. Don't do this. Like she's like there, she's like Tom Hagen. <laughs> she's like my consigliere in my ear, bro. And she's telling me, hey, don't do this. And I said, I get it, I get it. Take this down. I said, all right, all right, I got it. And then um, she's stepping down. I enjoyed her, her her tenure here. I feel like she did a lot. She did a lot for Chula Vista. She put a she put the beer business in motion in Chula Vista, you know? A lot of things on her on her uh on her on her timeline that got accomplished while she was in office. We have a new one coming in. Somebody new is going to come in and say, take take the reins of a, a, a very difficult job, but a grandiose opportunity to further grow Chula Vista and take us to where we need to be. We are the second largest city in the county of San Diego. There is Absolutely. a lot of there's a lot of potential for financial growth, economic growth, more stability. Um, there, in addition, there is a lot of voids. You know, infrastructure needs a lot of help. Uh, you were telling me today, and we all knew we need more more finance available to our first responders, our our you know police officers. It's become apparent to me that some of these leaders are now backing certain. Candidates, has that always been the case? Talk to me like I'm three years old. Do firefighters, do police departments, do like business owners, do they take a stance and say, oh, I'm supporting this person? Is that something you guys do? And if so, who are you guys supporting? Good question,
0: Steve. I think I'd, uh, I'll start with, have we always- Respectfully. I don't want to get yeah. you in trouble. No, no, it's you know, good. Yeah, have we always- do a good job
1: on, on all on your own.
0: <laughs> have we always endorsed uh, uh, candidates? I, I think- um, it behooves all of us to be interested in who's going to take the helm as, as the mayor of our great city. Agreed. Everybody. Everybody should be concerned with the politics because it's going to impact you at some point. More right. than the presidency. Correct. More yeah. than the governorship. Yes. All it's politics local. are local and um, we have an incredible opportunity. Uh, right now, it's going to be a big changing of the guard. I mean, we're going to have a new mayor, uh, new several council members. Um and two seats up for correct. Yeah. Jeez. And then uh, one of the council members is is uh running for higher office, right? Um and uh it I- Ms. Jill Gelvis Yes. Uh, and John- Mr. John McCann. Yes. And, uh, and Steve. Steve Padilla. Oh, oh yeah but he's going upstate man. He's 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 throwing his hat in the big ring. Correct. So um there's going to be a a huge uh, shift, right? And and the could be, um, what we're hoping for is is the better, right? We always want to increase and and uh, provide more services uh, to our community, make it you know easier for business owners like yourself to stand up a business, be successful. Um, we want everybody to have that opportunity, and so for us as, as a firefighters union, we know that the mayor and council are ultimately the ones that uh, that set the tone and direction, along with city staff, right, of where this city is going to be headed. And it's, it's been proven that uh, this community rallies around public safety, you know, and the men and women of this fire department. Indeed we do, Daryl. Yeah, we appreciate that.
1: Chief Battalion Roberts. Sorry, <laughs> let me put a little respect on your name. I appreciate <laughs> that. Nah,
0: <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think as of late, we really started to take a sincere interest on who's going to be our mayor, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we, we realized that, uh, that every single thing that happens within the fire department is decided by a politician somewhere right? Along with the fire chiefs and city staff and management, but ultimately how many fire stations, how many firefighters are in the neighborhood, how many fire engines, all of it, everything that you were talking about earlier, correct is, is, is dependent on somebody in a political office somewhere. So it's in our best interest to interview these people, Mm -hmm. figure out who's going to be the best on our issues, right? There's a ton of issues and a ton of possibilities that are provided right now for this upcoming election A ton as the president of the Chula Vista firefighters. I focus on the men and women, right? Their wages, their benefits, the working conditions and ensuring that your business stays safe, that the communities are protected. And that's where we have to look. There's all kinds of other issues, homelessness, business, infrastructure, housing, you name it. There's, a ton that impact um our line of work period, but specifically we're asking these candidates where do they stand on our issues straight up, and we've done um hard conversations to have, yeah, 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 i mean it's it's uh it's are the candidates pretty
1: i don't know transparent forthcoming are they are, do they give you the answers that you want, or do you really have to like prod poke and pull them out of them
0: yeah, I think it's really hard to go against uh you know. A firefighter. Yeah. And, and, you know, we realize that in the community, we're well-respected. 94%, I believe, is a favorable rating within the communities. So that just means that that people trust us. They respect us. They trust us with their life and their property. Yeah, because you're out
1: there saving everybody. Like you said, you're not out there saving, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Voted for somebody that we don't Uh, represent. And it's like, you guys are out there saving residents, city members, city
0: leaders, everybody. Visitors. It doesn't matter, right? So from... From our firefighters' association and the unions' perspectives, is straight up. We are apolitical. We don't care what card-carrying Republican. I mean, none of that matters. Where are you at in the community? Emo Brown Social Club members do get a little bit of a perk, though, right? If we call you and say, "Hey, man, I'm an Emo Brown Social Club member, five please," five points.
1: Rapido, rapido. You know the 12-minute uh, average lead time? If you're a member of the Emo Brown Social Club, 11 minutes. You heard it here first.
0: <laughs> you're the only place where you can hear it. Yeah. And, you know, so for us, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Where do you stand on the safety of this community? and Where do you stand uh, with the men and women that protect it? Period. End of story. Um, so we conducted interviews and, um, you know, it was pretty unanimous on, on who we were supporting uh, for the mayor's position. And that's the only race that we've really taken a stance on. And that was with uh, Amar Kampanajar. All right. Yep. The men and women it was, it was clear um, that, you know, he had a vision, I think globally, you know, a kid comes with a Quite a bit of pedigree as far as, you know, hey, first off, he's from the neighborhood, graduated from East Lake High, went to, you know, to Southwestern College in San Diego
1: State. Candidates really want these endorsements, I'm assuming. I don't, do they bring a lot of weight or does it just look good on the resume? Does it look good like, hey, you know what? I'm being supported and endorsed by Chula Vista Fire Department.
0: Yeah. We, we believe that, you know, our endorsement does Cures, cure, cure, you know. yeah, it. I mean, way, yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, and, 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 and we do a lot for who we support, right? We have a very simple, money. I mean, you blew me away when you
1: said three Punk Gales is the endorsed, you know, brewery by the Chula Vista Fire department. IFF local 2180. That's crazy. That's That's, that's I mean, I don't it's run, I don't run at all for anything, but well, that means a lot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a, it, it's a very simple. Hey, politics one. is a dirty game, Daryl. Oh, and you know what? Just listen to you right, because we we've said we've sat together and we've talked a lot in the last few years. You know, and we've talked a lot. We shit. we we, sh- we talk a lot of shit, which is usually the kind of people that I'm drawn to. Because if you if you're a shit talker, you're intelligent. Because you know you're witty. You, you know how to come back. You're, you're on the, back. you're on the spot. You're quick. You need you you got to have you got to be loaded, locked and loaded, and ready to go. And I, that's why I like talking to you. you, you you're like my older brother, you know, much older. Wait a minute, wait. It's okay, not what? much older, but older, better, better, older. Okay. okay. So I always view you as somebody that would take the reins and and jump into that game. And I brought it up a couple of times today. And I can't wait for you to do it because I know you're going to do it. You're going to do it, bro. But politics is a dirty game. It's a full contact sport. It is, bro, and that and and that's why when I said I've said this. Numerous times now, it's like I brought five of the six candidates on the podcast to highlight them and to give them an opportunity to because I otherwise I wouldn't know if I didn't before I had a business, before we were here, before anything. I, I don't want to say I could care less, but I didn't care enough, right? You know, I didn't care right. enough about who was city council, sure, who was our city manager, who is the mayor, who is doing this, like those really, those things didn't really ap- appeal to me. But now that we're here, and and um, my children are going to school in the elementary district for Chula Vista. I'm a business owner here in Chula Vista. You know, um, I'm raising my family here, so I'm in the streets. I see what goes on. I you see, are
0: invested. You know, I am. Yeah.
1: So I'm like, I can't be the only one. It's like anytime you think of something, like, oh man, this is an original idea. You got to assume that like a million people have already thought about that prior to you. Yeah. I just wanted to bring the candidates on here and be like, hey, shoot your shot, man. There's a bunch of people that listen that don't have a clue. One, who's running? Two, they might see the name and they don't know who it is, right. you know? And so it's like, this is an opportunity for you guys to reach out and go on there. And then, oh, you're a political podcast now. No, no we're, not, we're nowhere near a political podcast. Right? We're, we're, a, we're a little local podcast from San Diego, um, 2021 rated number one podcast in Los Angeles. What's going on? I see that. Too. I don't know how we get the, 2020, the 2022, but we're, working on we're, it. we're gonna, we need to get that. But yeah, I mean, I just wanted to make sure that I was doing a service and having people like Jill Galvez, come on, shoot your shot. Let us know who you are. You know, Zedir Encarnacion, come on up. Yes. You know, let, let's have people on, you're doing good things. You have great support. There's a lot of people behind you. Let us know what's going on. Amar Kampanajar, igualmente, you know? There's a lot of things come with that name. Like I, I I didn't know the person. I just recognized the name. He came in. He told us a little balance. All right, cool, nice. Yeah. Rudy Ramirez, same, same. You know, I've seen the name. I didn't know the guy. He sat down with me, had to talk. Stand-up guy. La vista through and through oh, good. castle park elementary castle park middle castle park high all the better city council john mccann military veteran been on city council his 10 years long came on shot a shot i was listening i'm like "Whoa. i fucked around and provided a service that i didn't know it was needed and then we had people like voices san diego come on and El Scott Lewis, hey man this is awesome i've sat with them by no means are we a political podcast right but then have people like you it's like to further solidify that, I'm a local podcast that's really drawn into what goes on in San Diego, South San Diego, Chula Vista. Like if you get one of those things, like if you keep getting closer and closer, it's like, what does it really affect? So thank you for coming on. Much appreciated. You're always welcome on here. I can't wait for you to be mayor. Because yeah. at that point I got, But I'll go out, hey, you know what? We're endorsing Daryl Roberts, <laughs> you know? Because you, you get people that want you to endorse them. Uh, Especially when you bring out, hey man, mean a lot to me if you put this in your business, I never will I do that. You know, I, I will never put... You, know, you got balls, bro. You're, you're out here saying, Namar Kampanajar,
0: he's your guy. Yeah, look, it, it's it's pretty straightforward. Um, the Ooh. firefighter brand is, we support those who support us. Treat us good, we're going to treat you better. You took that from the Emo
1: Brown Social Club. I, I did. You
0: I totally did. took that from our social I, I, club. I, I might have. Support those who support you. It, it, it's really what it, what it came down to. And, um, you know, his vision, I think, for the city, and specifically, um you know the growth of the city and the opportunities that we have, the relationships that he's built um, back in D.C. and here locally. Um, we're excited about um, the potential of, of his leadership, and and uh, he also respects the men and women uh, of this fire department and our members that uh, that put it on the line every single day. Um, so we're excited about it. We're we're hoping um, for you know the city. The sky's the limit for the city of Chula Vista right now, and um, yeah, it's. It's exciting. What can the community do to help
1: out, uh, with your foundation? You you mentioned earlier you have a foundation just with firefighters in general. What can the city do to, to, to support you and your guys's cause? And God knows you guys have done a lot for the city. So in turn, is there something we can do?
0: Yeah. So right now, um, you know, our, our big fight right now is we've been out of contract for now approaching 125 days. What does that mean? So it means that, uh, in January 1st, our contract is just agreement between us and the city and how, um, we're valued in the city, um, should have been taken care of. It should have been done by January 1st. Um, and we have a value set that the men and women that that protect the city, uh, is at, and the city's not there. And so, um, we're at a contract right now and, um, we do have, um, a, uh, a website up and it's called uh, fair contract for Chula Vista And again, fair contract for Chula uh, If you guys go to that official as fuck dog.
1: Yeah. Sounds, it's when, you, when you throw that org is like, Oh, well you got to pay attention.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, and uh, really what we're asking is the community to say, Hey, you know what? Firefighters have been, we've been there for you. Um, and what we're asking for is a fair shake at city hall that we haven't gotten. And it's been 125 days. And uh, the men and women and the four guys that are out in New Mexico right now, they're out of contract. And um, I think it's irresponsible. We need to get a secure contract so my folks can go back worrying about taking care of their people rather than how they're going to provide for their family. Um, but another thing while we have the podcast is if you're at home and you don't have a smoke detector that's working, oh, straight shit, up, seriously, it, dog, we, you, can't, you can't leave without this opportunity to say, a hey, smoke detector saves lives, straight up. Have one in the living room, have one outside your bedroom. Um, it's it's simple you can you can get anything probably at the local Costco Home Depot you name it um, Have smoke detectors that work. Do you have an extinguisher, right? Yeah, I makes, do. I've used one. And yeah, I, I always check your extinguisher yeah. here in the business to I'm make talking sure. Talk about get, home, bro. I fucked um, around one time and had yeah. an
1: edible and used the fire extinguisher unnecessarily and it caused a whole <laughs> fucking trauma. No, man.
0: bro, never That's, again. That before kids. Like a different podcast. Yeah, but, before, before kids. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. But yeah, make sure that you guys have an extinguisher in your house. It's very simple. Go down to um, Costco, grab one, pick it up for a couple bucks. It could save your house or a family member at one time. Also, if you just saw just recently, um, you know, we had some citizens, you know, take action on, a, unfortunately, a CHP officer that was, was shot um, off, off the freeway. And um, there was actually a union member um, that that basically got out, uh, ensured that the officer was okay, started putting, you know, life-saving care, uh, tourniquets. Crazy have, fucking times, dude. It's crazy times right now. It really, really is So if you haven't taken a CPR course, if you haven't taken a stop the bleed course, reach out. Uh, We should be teaching them back in the city again. Reach out, we can. So those are
1: services offered by the city, usually, or
0: correct? We have in the past. Okay, it's called stop the bleed. When there was a, you know, and there still is a heightened uh, concern and awareness about you know active shooter incidents. Okay, you know, and I'm um I'm hopeful we never have to 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 engage in that again. But it bums me out that I have kids that have active shooter
1: uh, drills at school. Right. No, mames, bro. No mommies. Like what the yeah. fuck has happened that that's what we need to do?
0: Yeah. And, and school
1: lockdowns and uh, we're dropping the boys off at school yesterday. And, and when we were driving over there, we saw like no less than 10 police cars going down in the south side of Chula Vista right there by Oleander. What's going on? Feel me. In. And um, we're like, shit, should we wait before we leave? Because I don't want our kids to kind of stay here locked down in school. So we kind of waited. And then the police officers slowly started dissipating, going, all right, Cool. But that's the fucking world that we live in right now, Daryl.
0: Yeah, I have, uh, you know, emergency kit, you know, for two days in every vehicle. Um, And, uh, you know, it's it's a firefighter. We're always kind of worrying about the worst case scenario. You have to. But I think everybody has the ability to do at least a little bit of good. You know, just like our brother did just the other day with the CHP officer that was uh, unfortunately shot in the leg. Um, Man, we had people that put down their phones and actually engaged in taking care of somebody and taking care of a public servant. Right? You
1: don't get likes like that, bro. You gotta, you gotta keep your phone up. That's the only way to
0: get likes. It's true. So again, uh, have smoke detectors at work, get yourself a fire extinguisher. If you have a, you know, stop the bleed kit, Google it, it's a couple bucks, throw it in your house somewhere and just stay safe, Chula Vista. Do you
1: certify people like for CPR training? Like, is that something you're capable of doing? Correct. Okay, yes. thank you for that service. I have about, what if I brought 50 people that wanted to get certified for CPR? Are you able to lead that class?
0: Uh, we could lead it. Where would you leave it? No, 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 no. Uh, Here. Drop the we. Oh, I, yeah, Yeah. sure. Of course. Where, where could we do that? Probably where we've had union meetings at three punk.
1: Yeah. Those in the front. How much time does that take? Um, What is the most important service that you feel everybody should have? What is one tool that people should have here as community members that people should be certified and know how, what, when, and where to use it? CPR and AED. Okay. Straight up. How long do those
0: take? So we can get you done in the morning. Yeah, a couple hours. We can get you done. Bitch, I'm gonna put you on the spot right let's now. Do it. I, I want let's, you to lead
1: this class. Let's do it. So, okay, bring Tanner Lindsay in. Tanner, bring Tanner in might be busy, but we can tap him on ours. the shoulder <laughs> and say, Tanner, we need you to help lead this class. I want to get 50 emo brown people certified, ready to rock. And then at that point, I'll go ahead and turn a blind eye to you bringing that unauthorized emo brown social club member card. Also, how do I get a, 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 like, is there a deputy badge to be a fire? I just want to be on a truck, bro. A sticker? I'm not an engineer, but I'd like to be on the truck.
0: You know, we have a helmet for you, Steve. Yeah. Wait a minute. What kind of helmet? We we have a, we have a, like a a symbolic helmet. (laughs) Symbolic.
1: It's a symbolic helmet. (laughs)
0: That we kept saying, hey, we want to do a a thank you to Mm -hmm. three punk ales. Um, And we might do a, like a, a union appreciation night for yourself. Um Manhattan was one of them. There's a couple other businesses that really have been there for from our local and our family. So we appreciate that and we got to put it in the books. We're
1: doing it all, bro. We're doing it all. We're making
0: man. a beer for you guys. It's a
1: hundred year anniversary for the the Fire Department, I think we said, we talked about. Yes. I know the pandemic kind of set that back, it but did. we got to do the, you know, Daryl Roberts Red, some shit, whatever, because I know that's <laughs> what you're going to choose, you know. I might. Uh, but yeah, man, I, I, I'm i serious about at least doing the CPR. I'd like Let's to get more involved and, and getting getting our gang, our, our, our club, you know, more up to par and up to speed on what we need to do to be contributing citizens of our community. It saves lives. We don't want yeah. to be the ones that are videoing the occurrence. Oh my God, what's going on? We want to be the ones that take action. Be like, okay, keep filming me specifically, but film me providing CPR and saving this life. Absolutely. <laughs> if you're down <laughs> for that, man, I'm going to set it up. When we're gonna No, get let's it going. do
0: it. Let's do it. I think anybody that has the ability uh, to perform CPR, especially in the time of need, man, you know, minutes, literally four to six minutes is all we're working with here. So um, if uh, early recognition of something happening, not filming it, you know, actually call 911, get us going um, and uh, and actually have the ability to perform CPR, man, saves lives, period. End of story. Ladies and gentlemen, Daryl Roberts, AKA
1: Jaime Haffa